Hello and welcome to the latest instalment of the Rangers Women's Supporters Group podcast. As always, I'm joined by Alan and Kat, and tonight we're also joined by Graham. How are you all doing? Evening, no bad. Oh, good. Good, just to get thawed out, I think, after tonight. It was freezing at Broadwood. Yeah, it was a bit wet. It's mm. always cold at Broadwood. It could be fine everywhere else, but Broadwood's always cold. <laughs> anyway, we'll crack on. We were at Broadwood, obviously, for the game against Dundee United in the Scottish Cup fourth round, and it turned out to be a rather good day for us. We started with Essen and Goals, Nick Dock, uh, Cathy Hill, Tess McDag, Brogan Hay, Rachel Rowe, Rio Hardy, Jane Ross, Ailey Austin, Love McLaughlin and Jodie McCleary. Were you quite happy with that team, Alan? Yeah, I think we had to be happy with that. Uh, it was good to see Ellie getting a first start, you know, or uh, Liv getting a second start. You know, she, she needs to get up to speed quickly, so getting a couple of early games at the first opportunity is good to see. And, in fact, batting goals, as we probably expected, because she's tended to play the cup games. So it was good to see Rio and Jane start up front, and I think we're always going to look to them starting up front if they're both fit, so... Very happy with the team. Were you surprised with that midfield car? We're used to seeing Chelsea and Kirsty McLean in there, but it was a little bit different today. Yeah, I didn't quite expect so many changes, but we'll come on to it later on, I'm sure. But not a spot ups and tees, but it was nice to see Ailey Austin get more game time on her first start. But me and Alan before the game thought that she was going to be in the midfield because we couldn't work it out. We couldn't figure out where everyone was going to be, but obviously that wasn't the case. But you never know. She seems to be able to play anywhere. Um, Liv, I thought, had quite a good game. It was nice to see her back. I think she's probably going to be a, not a mainstay in there, but she's going to be necessary for us in the, the coming weeks and months. So I was very happy with it. I guess Vic is the goalkeeper for the Cups. So I guess we've got an answer to that question that we asked last week of... Is it two in, two out? Is it what's happening? So it's, I, I was very happy with it. And obviously, I think we could have fielded any team out there and probably beaten Dundee United. So I was happy. I agree with uh, Tess. Me dad done an interview before the game, obviously saying about how she's enjoying being in defence. But for today, she got put back into her usual midfield spot. I know the, the time of that interview, if they had it last week, it would have been perfect. But yeah, because Liv was in that position, but yeah, I think that was it was a really good interview. But I, she was in after saying good in defence. It was kind of quite funny to see her in midfield after that. But still did a solid job, and she ended up in defence after all as the game progressed. But yeah, what about yourself? How did you think, um, Laura? Yeah, it was, as Car says, it's kind of whoever you can put in there. It's a strong team. We've got that strength and depth there, so. Can pretty much field any team plus we've beat Dundee United what was it, 10 0 the other week, so like more kind of prepared for what they are like in the kind of low block, but it didn't take long for us to kind of break the deadlock and it took just two minutes. Alan and Rachel Rowe on our lucky streak that she's on the new with another goal. Yeah, it was it was good work uh, down, down the right-hand side with Jodie McCleary finding space and she's played down and she gets an early ball across to Rachel Rowe who you know, fires at a keeper and it re- rebounds off the keeper or off, off Rachel and, you know, maybe a wee bit fortuitous how it went in and then but, you know, Rachel Rowe's attacking that 
that sort of front post for the cross and Jody's got it in early, giving her a chance to attack it. So maybe a wee bit fortunate in how it ended up in, in the net, but I think we earned that fortune. Yeah, Karen, it didn't take long for us to get another goal and this time it came from Ailey Austin. Yep. On our first start, she gets her third goal, another cup goal for her. She seems to be enjoying a wee cup, a goal in the cup competitions, but she's a tremendous player. It, it's a blocked shot on the edge of the penalty area and she's in the right place and just almost just passes it into the bottom corner and you like it's not quite maybe as extravagant as their previous goals have maybe been but they all count and you can tell that she was ecstatic about it all the players were celebrating with her and she was having a good time so she's definitely going to become you know one of those players for us that like a Rachel McLaughlin is a 7 out of 10 all the time always consistent and has really come on to become a really good player in the last couple of months so I'm excited to see where she ends up but she'll be good for the Cups I think. Yeah, she's really settled in well there, Graham, with, obviously, she's played a few games, she's scored a few goals already, and I think she's relishing getting minutes with Rangers. No, absolutely, and, you know, uh, she's just a talent that's going to grow and grow, as we've seen, um, as we're seeing with the other ones on loan, which I'm sure we'll touch upon as the pod progresses, but uh, it's great to see, because being a Rangers fan um, all her life, I'm sure goals like that are really special, as it would be for any of us if we scored the goal. Um, it's uh, it's just only going to go on to better things and, and grow and grow, so it's fantastic. Yeah, Alan, it's, um, the goal shouldn't really be a surprise because she did go on loan last season and play up front for Hamilton as well, so she definitely knows where the, the back of the goals are. No, she's certainly certainly well aware of how to score, and we've we're scoring a lot of goals this season. Just getting in the mix and keeping the ball alive in the box, you know, where it's maybe not the first first attempt, but it's the second or third attempt because we're working hard to keep it alive. And you know, Elia was clinical in that chance. Yep, they had another couple of chances, Car, but nothing really coming off, and then. Jane Ross was trying to score a, a couple of goals and eventually she teed up Brogan Hay and Brogan Hay got another goal this season. She's doing well as well. She is and to be fair I thought she had an excellent game today. She was running really well, taking players on, lovely passes all over the park. So I thought she had a tremendous game today. It was a, a Jane Ross, a lovely one-two, whatever you want to call it tippy-tappy football, whatever the new term is for it, I just call it one-two, but a lovely one-two, and then she just almost like Ailey just slots it where it needs to go, right into the corner, and couldn't have asked for much more. She was just extraordinary today. I thought it was one of probably her best games this season for us. She was just tremendous, and it's always nice to get, see Brogan get a good goal for us, and she could have maybe had a few more as the game went on, but we won't hold that against her. No, definitely not. She's she's doing well, so we'll take it. Then the next goal came on the twenty seventh minute. Uh, Graham, obviously, I think in between that kind of last that broken goal and that we could add a few more goals, and then Kathy got another goal. She's another player that's doing well. They're all just in a rich vein of school, goal scoring form just now. You're on mute, Graham. 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I know. I know um, you might, you might, Kathy might describe it as, you know, or some of our teammates, oh, it's just a deflected, you know, a food team was hitting it. But at the end of the day, you have to score, and you know it doesn't matter because a goal like that, like like that against Celtic, for example, in the cup, is the difference between winning and losing games. So yeah, we were comfortable at that point. But you know what? A goal's a goal, and it doesn't matter how you score them. Just get them in the back of the net and. Go on, Kathy, you know, may, may she score many more between now and me because she's an absolute phenomenal player. So, and uh, no, you know, obviously another massive Rangers fan myself. The team's full of them. Uh, and then, Alan, we went in kind of 5 0 up because Jane Ross finally, after hitting the keeper a couple of times and helping everybody else score, she managed to finally get on the score sheet. She, does, she seems to like scoring against Dundee United. Yeah, it was absolutely no surprise when Jane finally got on on the end of a chance and put one away. Uh, Jane put in a power of work, and it's sometimes hard to believe watching Jane play that she's only a few weeks back after being hit for eighteen months with an injury. You know the the work rate she's putting in, you know, is is absolutely brilliant, and she's her her work is actually helping all the people around the better and helping create space and chances, but. You're always going to expect that Jane Ross will be in the centre of the box, getting on the end of some of them, and that's exactly what she done. Yeah, so Cara went in 5 0 up at half time. Were you happy with that? Well, I don't think I'm ever going to be mad at us being 5 0 up at half time. <laughs> I mean, it could have been more, it probably should have been more. But we did exactly what needed to be done. We scored early. We then kept scoring. Everybody kind of got in on the act. You know, eight different goal scorers across the whole game. Only two coming from Jane. So you couldn't really ask for more. Seemed like Joe was fairly happy with what everyone was doing. And, you know, she changed the system slightly. Had players in different positions. And it worked. So it seems to be that they're doing it in training. They all understand what the goal is. And it's coming off in games and she can change it you know, at the drop of a hat and people just figure it out and it works. So it's good to see that we've got a manager in place that's able to get all the players working together, no matter if you're in the position you're meant to be in or whether you're, you're moved slightly out wider or further forward, whatever it may be. So it was good. It was exciting. Yep. And at half t- after half time, Graham, we got some substitutes on. We got Chelsea Corda and Lizzie Arna on for Rachel Rowe and Cathy Hill. And I think we should just touch on that Chelsea got our 100th appearance. So was presented with the top as is standard now before the game. So good to see her getting her 100th appearance last game and also coming on at halftime. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I really love this new uh, approach. You know, we've got given players when they get the 100 caps getting it uh, no 100 caps sorry 100 appearances that's uh internationals i'm thinking uh get you know getting uh, that special memento you know presented by joe it's you know since we saw the first one and we see you know if it, it was nick and uh i can't remember who, who was it was rogan. rogan yep so like this is brilliant that the fact that the club are recognizing who's on the 100 and you know and I dare say there'll be people chatting at the door maybe the 90 club they'll be thinking no, I'm only a few games away for getting that myself and you know it's great it's great that it's been recorded because you don't want people to miss out on that but you know it's a, a special momentum you put on your wall and you know and a great day and I dare say behind the scenes you know being presented with things as well so yeah Chelsea fully deserves it you know but 
here's to another hundred and more, hopefully, from Chelsea. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Definitely. So then the goal scoring continued, Alan. This time, I think it's potentially the goal of the game as Liv McLaughlin got her first goal for the club. Yeah, and much, much like some of the other goals, it, it was about keeping the ball alive in the box. But this this one came, Love was only just inside the box and sort of, from memory, it was what, a half volley with her right foot and she had a couple of shots on goal. You know, they had been on target, but no maybe enough power to beat the keeper. But this one was a really sweet strike from maybe about 15, 16 yards out and there's no doubt it was going in and it was great to see on her second appearance she scored her first goal for us. Definitely good to see. Also good to see Car, the return of Lisa Martinez. She came on about 58 minutes. She also came on with me and Macaulay and off went Rio Hardy and the goal scorer Liv McLaughlin. But talk us through how you felt seeing Lisa Martinez back. Well, I was surprised, to be honest, because I thought she'd maybe come on a bit later. I didn't think she'd get quite as much time. I thought maybe she'd get five, maybe ten minutes at a push. But it was nice to see her coming on. It was nice she got a wee hug from Joe and everybody looked buzzing for her to be back on the pitch. And you could see how excited she was. And then she's on, what, I don't know, was it five minutes, six minutes? And then she's scoring. So you can't ask for much more, but... Lizzie Arnott doing what Lizzie Arnott does and pinpoint precision corner in. I think she wanted it on her head, but came off her knees. I think she jumps and it comes off both her knees, but it doesn't matter. They all count. And she did about seven celebrations after it because she was so excited and everyone was celebrating with her. And Nick was proposing, it looked like, and pointing at the camera and just having a rare old time. And she looked like she was just so delighted. And she was. You spoke to her after the game and she was just absolutely delighted. I think it gets the monkey off the back because Lisa does, she scored a lot for us before she got injured. So I think had she not scored today, it maybe would have got into her mind a little bit. So it's nice that it just happened almost immediately and she can just kick on now and hopefully get more used to a back three, get more used to what Joe's wanting them to do and just get a few more goals for us and leave, well not leave, stay forever, but finish the season with a few medals around her neck. Got a bit carried away there. I'm thinking about six years in the future, by the way. No, no right now. No, immediately. <laughs> well, Graham, and all the excitement, Car has jumped ahead a goal because before that there yep. was the three magic words, penalty to Rangers. Rio Hardy was off her usual penalty taker, but we've got Jane Ross, so it didn't really matter, did it? No, and well, that Carlos explained goal number eight perfectly. So there you go. Goal number seven, <laughs> just a beautiful penalty. Uh, I, I like the fact Tess went up and gave the ball. You, you thought maybe Tess at that point, who looked like she was determined to get a goal. Um, and and you thought, is Tess going to take this? But she gave it to Jane, um, who then, yeah, plotted the horse. It's a shame because Rio just went off just about, about a minute before that penalty. Just It was, it was not that, that long. And you're thinking, you're looking. Jane Reels just went off, who, who, you know, but Jane, you know, who else is going to score one of your cycles, you know, as cool as you like, straight down, you know, into the, the corner and away you go, 7-0, and then obviously 8-0 through Lisa, so there you go, you're covered for 7 and 8. Sorry, I got a bit overexcited <laughs> and I thought I didn't look down properly at my notes and got a bit overexcited and missed Jane Ross's penalty, I do apologise. 
it's okay, it's okay. Alan, do you have any comments to make on Lisa Martinez going back and scoring a goal? I was probably predictable. She scored quite a lot of goals at Broadwood last year, and especially against Dundee United. And Lisa's one of the biggest threats in her team, probably from corners. So, in, in that sense, it's great to see her back, but after having had a second ACL injury, you know, the fact that she's returned for that in under a year is, is brilliant. And it's encouraging to see players are, are getting back in under a year now. You know, that hopefully it's a sign that these injuries, players are going to be able to come back. We've seen Leah Williamson in, in the WSL return fairly quickly from one recently. So hopefully it's obviously a big talking point with those injuries in the women's game. But hopefully the recovery times are, are improving. And for us, selfishly, it's, it's just brilliant to see Lisa back and playing and, and playing with a smile on her face. Definitely. So then we went on, well, after Jane had scored, then Lisa scored, we, Jane then went off on her two goals, which is unlike Joe to take somebody off on two goals. But Sarah Ewens came on. I think she was unlucky not to score card because I think there was it was nearly a cheeky back heel weird goal that she nearly scored, but the kind of chances kept coming, but just wanted to be until Yeah, there, there was there was a few did you say Mia? I thought we were talking about Sarah. Yeah, but we're talking about Sarah and then I've said the goals there was chances that right. Mia eventually right. scored. Right. So, I see where you're going with this. Sorry, my brain's fried. Uh, Sarah had a few chances. There was that kind of jumping back heel volley thing that she tried to do, but it just ended up not happening. But I will say Dundee United keeper had a, a fair few saves that could have been absolutely stunning goals from us that she managed to keep out. So credit to her for not for keeping the score down a little bit. It was 9-0, but, you know, keeping the score down a little bit. Um, and then Mia McCauley does what Mia McCauley does. She just... She's always in the right place. She comes on and she scores us goals. It was a lovely um, ball in from Brogan and Mia's in the right place to just think at home where, where her head. You can't ask for much more. And she probably could have had a couple more, maybe not a couple, but she had a few chances after she scored. And she was doing tremendous work down the channel as well. So she's just such an asset to us. And it's good to see that while some players have gone out on loan, we've kept the two that seem to be the most influential and have the most about them, I think, to... To stay and kick on and really become proper talents for us. Yeah, definitely. So it finished nine 0 but Graham, it could have probably been more as we've all kind of touched on. I think Jodie McCleary was kind of unlucky not to score. She had a few kind of good shots, but as Cash said, the keeper was doing well at keeping the score down. It should have been a lot higher. No, I think it was going to probably be the highest. You know, it was looking like it was going to be the highest uh, cup score that. You Cup score game of the rounds, you know, the way it was going, because uh, it was only about 70 minutes in the clock and it was like 8 0 at that point. I think it was around about then. Um, but yeah, you see, I think this is going to just go on, you know, double digits. But it's great, as you say, credit to um, the Dundee United keeper, but also Dundee United then started that, well, we get back into that low block that is very, very popular with teams when they play us. And you know, we're, we're good at getting through it, but it was, it was quite stuffy at times because I think they were just what to shut up shop and limit the damage at that point. And because you could see, you know, like Jody, an absolute standout. I'm, I'm surprised she never got a goal or two, you know, like doing everything but scoring, you know, but that's a mixture of, you know, 
unlucky and Dundee United just holding their strength to stop, you know, more goals going in. But that, that could have been a goal fest, uh, you know, 15, 16, you know, as we saw the amount of shots. And uh, it could have been one of those days, but you have to, in those days, it's kind of your best player for the away team would probably be the keeper, in all fairness. Absolutely. So, talking of player of the match, Alan, who was your player of the match? I think it's probably quite a hard call between Sarah, Ailey, Brogan and Jody. You know, they absolutely terrorised Dundee United down, down the wings and, and Ailey's defending and improving every time we see her. You know, she's she never gives up. You know, she she gets back even even when somebody gets in behind, she gets back before it can do any damage, wins the ball back and wins it back cleanly. And Overall, I'd say Ailey shaded it for me as player of the match. Although that's probably quite harsh on both Brogan and Jody in particular. What about yourself, Kat? I'm on, I'm on the same boat as Alan. I was, I'm really torn between Ailey and Brogan. I thought they both had really good games. I think purely just because of her age, because it was her first start, I will just give it to Ailey, just purely because being so young... You know, just signed a professional contract, still learning, still got a lot to learn ahead of her. But to come in playing so different, so many different positions, be scoring, and you know, as Alan said, her defending's getting better. Her tracking back is really good. Her her speed is incredible. There was one point the ball was certainly going out, and she managed to race down and keep it in. She's just an all round good player already. But she, if we manage to get things, you know, honed for lack of a better word in her craft, should just be an outstanding player. So today for me, it's Ailey. Graham? You know, it's very sort of torn with Ailey as well, but um, I'm, I'm going to be different. I'm going to go Tess, just because she was playing all different positions today. You know, she started off as, descent, as a defender, then she was in the midfield, but then she was going in attack. So I, I would just shade it with Tess, to be honest with you. But I, I totally echo what the guys have said about Ailey, 100%. She's a phenomenal player, but I think Tess just edges it for me just because of the amount of different positions she was playing today. She wasn't just in one position. It was it was incredible to watch. Hope yourself, Laura. Yeah, I think I would have to go with Ailey as well. I'm in, kind of in that position where Rachel McLaughlin's been so consistently good for us and she didn't look out of place at all, so obviously really good. I think she could play in there for years to come for her, really, if Rachel was to move on. We've already got that kind of ready-made replacement, to be honest. So, yep, Ailey for me, but there was obviously other players that were phenomenal today. Cathy Hill, Tess, Rogan, Jodie, Nick Dock, like... Pretty much the full team was just outstanding again, and it's just a testament to what Joe's done to kind of get this team playing so well, so consistently. So on the topic of Ailey, we did get a little chat with her after the game. Alan asked her a few questions, so I'll play that now. First up for Ailey, you must be absolutely delighted to be getting more game time. Yeah, um, I think it's good for me just to play as a young player, and I hope that whenever I get a chance, I can just do the best I can. Definitely think you took a chance there, and you capped off with a goal, and almost a, a second one. 
a free keeper and his touch it around the post. Must be delighted to be adding goals. Yeah, I think it's because I think I'm a very attacking player. I like to get forward and I do like to score goals, so I'm just glad I'm doing that with Rangers just now. Are you finding yourself the more game time you get, the more comfortable you are playing with, with the first team here? Yeah, of course. I think as well, big thing for me is my competence. I think the more I'm playing, the more competent I'm getting. And I think that's shown in my performances now as well. We've obviously had a lot of lone players go out this season. You had a lone spell at Hamilton last year. Do you think that had a, a big help to you? Mm-hmm. I think, again, for my competence, it was massive. I think going to a SWPL1 team and playing all the time, playing in a different position, I think it just helped my overall game massively and obviously helped me score goals, I guess. <laughs> Did you not feel like cold out there and short sleeves and no gloves? <laughs> I was freezing. <laughs> Sitting half walking out, I was so cold. But got the job done. Any fancy who you want drawing in the next round? No, take anyone. Hopefully one. Hopefully get in the what is it, quarters, semis? Should be quarters next. Quarters. In the quarters. <clears throat> looking forward to the game on Wednesday. Yeah, looking forward to it. I think it'll be obviously be a tough game against Hearts, but hopefully if we play the way we did today then we should get get three points. Hopefully. Well done <clears throat> again, Ellen. Thank you. So, Car, thoughts on that? She speaks really well, doesn't she? For like, I certainly did not sound like that at her age. There's no way I'd be that that well spoken. But she's a credit to herself. I think you can see that she is getting a bit more comfortable, a bit more confident. But I would like her to just cap it off with not a hopefully, but with a we'll definitely be into the next round. That's the kind of confidence I want. But. I mean, it's just buzzing for her to be, you know, a Rangers fan, a fan from a Rangers family, to go and be playing into next rounds of cups and then a cup final and doing so well. It's just tremendous for her and her family. And she speaks really well. So I'm just buzzing to see what she gets up to in the future. I think she did mention the word confidence quite a few times there. So obviously, as she doesn't realise how good she is, it's still going to be improving. No, exactly, and uh, I echo it, Carl. You've just you summed it up perfectly. Like she speaks very well, you know. And as I say, I, I'm the same. I, I didn't speak that well at that age. I can tell you that right now, either, you know. But she's she has a credit. I feel like I'm just basically copying Carl here. She's an absolute credit to the club and us and herself and her family, actually, you know. And you, you think to yourself that these loan moves are good because. You've got other ones out in London just now, as usual, touch on shortly. And, you know, this time next year, we could be saying the same about them. You know what I mean? And they're in the first team and then the interviews and we're getting interviews like that. We're into Ricks in the Cups. That's what you want. You want to see the progress of the younger ones getting into the first team. And if, if the likes of Ailey is breaking that, getting in and going, look, guys, I've, I've got, and I went out one last year to Hamilton. Look at me now. I'm now playing in the team and getting minutes and things like that. It, the, the ones out in London just now will be like, oh yeah, I've got a chance. If I play well, Joe's going to pick me. Do you know what I mean? And things like that. So, Ailey's actually, believe, she's actually setting the bar for the young ones right now. You know, the future generations to come, you know, uh, after them and things like that. So, yeah, she's an absolute credit. And back to, it must be brilliant, you know, being a Rangers fan, playing, playing your, your team and, you know, <laughs> scoring goals and doing really well. And, hey, the only way is up for her now. And, Long may continue and hope she's got lots of medals to come. Yeah, anything to add to that, Alan? 
No, I, I think we've pretty much covered everything. You know, uh, Ailey's attitude seems to sum up a, a, a lot of attitude amongst the sort of young team. You know, she's incredibly humble. She's clearly working really hard and just trying to soak up as much sort of knowledge and info as she can from her teammates and from the management. And we'll sort of touch on that a bit more when we, we spoke to Joe about Ailey. That leads me perfectly to the next interview, which was with Joe. We'll play that now. A big win in the cup and through the next round, Joe. Must be delighted with performance. Absolutely. Um, I think it's important that we we conduct ourselves professionally in these games. Um, just said to the players at the end, you know, and I've said it week in, week out for months now. I'm, I'm really, it doesn't matter who we play against, we hold ourselves to our own standards and our own performance criteria that we want to produce. Um, and we're doing that very regularly now, which is why you're seeing so good performances at times and some goals to boot. So it's it's really good for us to see. Ellie <laughs> also made her first start. You must be delighted with how she played. Yeah, she was absolutely outstanding and that's what she's been doing in training now for a good couple of weeks. Um, there's no coincidence that we've seen her on the pitch now in recent weeks and that just comes from her training and up in her levels and I think it's important when you know, you're know you coming into a setup and you're newly professional into a into a very experienced team. It's going to take some time. Um, our, all our youngsters have been absolutely brilliant but A-League particularly in these last few weeks has been specifically outstanding and I think she fully deserved her start today and you can see what quality she's got both in and out of possession and I think she's just only going to get better. Definitely. Uh, th- this is probably the first time we've seen our team in years put out with Chelsea Corner or Kirsten McLean playing. How important has their partnership been to how we've played this season? 100%. It's, it's been very important. I think, you know, in, in games that you see how important they're their link-up players and they've got kind of that telepathy of each other knowing where they're going to be. But that's just come along with games. Um, they're hugely important to us, but it's very important for us to see how that looks without them as well. So, you know, you could see tonight that we still linked very well in midfielders. We can we can drop two different players into there and, and come out with just the same outcomes. And I, and I say it week in, week out, that um, depending on the personnel that we pick, it can change our dimensions and how we play and bring a different formation to life in a different way so that's the beauty they've got with this squad now is you know one sub or one change can can change an outlook of a team and every time we bring a sub on it it, it always brings the game to life again it doesn't really take them time to get into it it, it definitely enhances our performance He's moved quite a few people about in different positions today. You yeah. must be delighted the versatility the players are showing in the system. Yeah, it's, it's you know, you can see it's the work that goes on on the training ground. Um, you know, there's, there's players that have got a lot of capabilities and, and show different strengths in different areas and it's just being able to, to see that, recognise it and seeing if we can bring it to life in different areas of the pitch and giving them a chance to do that. You know, it's, it's the beauty of um, a cup game like this, knowing we're going to go up early in the game as we did, being able to rotate, move players around, and give them an opportunity to shine. And you know, we might need to use that in in other games. And we have a lot of games coming now. And you know what happens when it comes to the split? It comes down to yeah, the nitty and gritty. So, you know, if something happens, an injury happens, or we need to tweak things and change shape, it's good to be able to have a look at have a look at it now and have time to work on it. 
you've been obviously in for a while now, Joe. What's the biggest difference you've seen in your team for you've came in to run? Well, I, I say this that you know I think they're miles ahead of where I expected them to be when I first took over. I thought it'd take um, a good while, maybe up to like now after Christmas, for them to really kick in and start, you know, showing signs of a team that I want to put out. But they did that very, very much earlier than what I expected. Um, you know, the the quality and possession, um, the patience, the know-how, and the overall fitness levels of my team's been absolutely outstanding, and that just shows how hard we push day in, day out. Um, I think, you know, I say to them in training days that this is the hardest that you're going to come up against is each other. And so let's use it to the best of our ability. Make sure we train extremely hard. Make sure we're putting in the, the graph day in, day out. And you can see the results happening on the pitch. And, you know, that's that's definitely credit to the girls just to buy into a way of playing, buy into a philosophy. And, you know, them to bring it to life on the pitch is, is more than I can ask for. And how good to see Lisa back and scored as well. Absolutely. You can see that how delighted she was. Um, it's, it's, it's tough when players, we've seen it with Jane coming back from a long-term injury. Um, you know, it, we, it's a long, hard road and we get to see that week in, week out and how tough it can be. You know, sometimes going from not being near the squad sometimes and trying to pick them up and bring them along. And, you know, they're, they're the moments that, that we want to see is, you know, them back on the pitch and with a big smile on their face and, and doing exactly what they, they want to do and what they love doing. And, and that's being on that pitch and, and playing with their teammates. That's all. Thank you. Perfect. So, Karen, what did you think of that one? I like that the first thing she said was, we focus on ourselves, we play our game, and it doesn't matter what team we come up against, whether it be a cup game, a league game, it doesn't matter what we're doing, as, as long as we focus on ourselves and play the way that the team can, and she knows they can, it won't matter, and we'll, we'll find a way to, to get the win. And that, that, to me, is massive. The difference in that, rather than a team being reactive, someone, you know, the team coming up you come up against changes the way they're doing things and you have to change it we just go and do what we're doing and so far it's working we're you know running over teams and the way that it should be in a lot of these games but we've shown it in the bigger games too that we're doing exactly what we need to do to get the win in there also i think it shows having this management team in place now that the the quality the talent the ability and belief that a lot of these same players that we had like you know, last couple of seasons, it was there and it just needed the right manager, management team, I guess, with Joe and Jay and Craig and everyone else involved to just unlock it and almost give them the belief that they can go and do it. And it's clearly working so far. So hopefully they just keep doing that. Everybody gets their confidence up and we just keep going the way that we've already gone. Definitely, Graham. Anything to add to that? Yeah, um, I, I really liked when, you know, I just had to, I like the fact that Joe was talking about, like, she's trying things before the split because of the the 10 games. It's You, you don't know really have a chance to, when you're in the intense games, you don't know really have a chance to kind of tweak and try things. You, you, you've got to go out and win at all costs. And I felt last year we were, you know, we were, games like today, for example, like, you know, no disrespect to Dundee United, but easy games. These are the games where you can try things out and go. You know what? We'll try maybe two up front. One, you know, we had one up front last year. Let's try two. Let's try maybe a three, four. You know, different formations and things like that. And we never ever did. I'm not going to go with the management team last season, but it, it was kind of like on the build up to the split. As you're getting closer and closer, this is the perfect time to try it. And I love the fact that she is doing that now because I'd rather we tried this stuff now and then 
feel no calmness. But right, these are the real hard games. I can't afford you can't afford to make a mistake in these games. And she's trying it now, going, Well, you know what? It worked against that. So you know, I I'll try it with this player, that player. So yeah, we might be disappointed at certain players that we like her out, but it's actually a good thing because she's trying different things. Like seeing like Tess, for example, they playing in different positions. Last week I thought it was telling it was pretty amazing to see when like Mia you had Mia, Brogan and I think it was Lizzie were all on the pitch at the same time. And you listen to you listen to Joe on the side was really fascinating. She was telling like uh, Tess, look after me and put me in the middle, and she tried to play her behind like the, the the strikers and play her in a new position. And that's the kind of stuff you love to see because, as I say, when you get to the the, the split, you will I tried that, it didn't work. I tried that, and I'll try it. You know, it's great that we're planning ahead uh, and in March. You know, when the port the, the split comes. I think this is only going to stead us really, really well. I'm not saying it, I'm not getting carried away or anything like that, but we're in a really, really good position and I really like that about Joe. Yeah, definitely. So it was good to speak to her. We thank the club again for the media access. Um, the rest of the fourth round results were quite interesting, to say the least. We had Hearts winning 10-0 at East Fife, not that surprising. Celtic beat Hamilton 6-0. Livingston, Gartkian was 2-2, then Livingston won 4-3 on penalties. Montrose won 5-0 against Stirling University. Patrick Thistle won 3-1 against Queen's Park. And Spartans won 2-1 against Aberdeen. But probably the surprise of the day is Glasgow City going out the Cup Island to Hibs on penalties. Hibs won 5-4 on penalties. Yeah, oh. Possibly, or it was a result you you thought could have happened, but you still went into that that round of games expecting Glasgow City should come out on top. I was at the game and, and I watched the ninety minutes before obviously leaving to go to our game at Broadwood, and Hibs were were definitely the better team in the ninety minutes, and obviously can't speak for extra time, but it went all the way to penalties and went to the uh, sudden death penalties so it's certainly been an entertaining game for anybody that was here and I, I think on the PC what I, I saw Hibs definitely deserved it but that's that's just another sign that Glasgow City have dropped off quite significantly from last year Yeah they definitely have so the cup draws tomorrow Cash uh, 6pm on the Scottish Cups YouTube who would you like in the next round? Do you have a preference? I'd like a home tie again. Quite like having a wee home tie. Don't need to travel very far. It's quite nice that way. Other than that, not not too fussed to be honest. Like it, I don't think it really matters at this stage. Obviously, with Glasgow City being out, there's only not to be disrespectful to the other teams still left in it. But there's only really one challenger. I suppose, in the way of us going and winning it all. But as Hibs have shown, it, anything can happen. Hibs do love this cup. They've won it, I think, nine times now. They, they always were the one that would go and win the cup when Glasgow City was winning the league. So you never know what could happen. So I don't know. Maybe a, a wee part it, get us ready for the, cup, the league cup final. Graham. Or do you think, do you agree with Karen or do you think with the likes of Hearts and Hibs still in there as well as Celtic that 
it's not going to be as easy as we think it is. No, the thing with cup games is we've seen in all the cup competitions, there's always a wee upset like today. Um, so at this point, you just take anybody, but just throw a spanner in the works here. But would you take Celtic, given that they're on the way down right now? You know, at, at, at this point in time, you know, the, the bubble's burst there and the only way is down. Do you take them now and then get a, make a clear run to the final? I don't know. Alan, what do you think? <laughs> Would you take Celtic next round? It'd be very tempting, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, they score far, far too many goals to for us to just write, write them off and expect we brush them aside. I think we're by far a better team, but as we've seen, you know, they're they're an extremely dangerous team if you don't take our chances. So, yeah, it'd certainly be tempted, but you know, it would be. Something quite easy to do, probably, if, if we were to beat them in the quarterfinal and then just take it for granted that we'll, we'll go to the final and, and win the trophy and you, you slip up against the Hearts or the Hibs in the semi. So I think we just need to focus on whoever we get, take it as it comes, and never know, it might be a, a trip to somewhere different. You know, Livingston are still, still in the draw, so could could be there. For this trip we're going to face is possibly an our trip to Montrose, but other than that, there's nothing that's going to involve a lot of travelling. So, you know, it'll be a, a good draw wherever we go. Definitely. So next up, we face Hearts on Wednesday, Cart, and then we've got Partick at Peters Hill at the weekend. Wednesday's a seven forty-five kickoff. It's from BBC Alba, and then. The weekend games are one o'clock kickoff, so games are coming thick and fast again. Do you see the team kind of changing back to type for the league game? I don't know. I don't know. I never know what Joe's going to do one one game to the next. To be honest, but I'd imagine it'd be fairly similar. Whether Lisa starts. I doubt it, just because it is Hearts, quite a physical team. Maybe it makes more sense to have Cathy back in there. Maybe Michelle will get a wee, a wee game. That'd be nice. I don't know where she's gone. She's on the bench reading some books or something. I don't know. But Hearts, while have while Hearts have been a team we've struggled against in the past, at this point, I'm not as worried about it as I would have been, you know, earlier in the season when we still had that scar tissue. Of, Seasons gone by where we struggled against them, but anything can happen. It's a nighttime game, you know, midweek game. You don't have a lot of time to recover and prepare, depending if there's any injuries and anybody struggling after this game. So, be interesting to see who plays, but should have enough to to get through it, and then on to Sunday, and then we just keep going until the the split's over and we find out who's who's winning what and what's happening where. Graham, you were at the. Hearts East Five came before our game today. And obviously, Hearts were against a much lesser opposition. With no disrespect to East Five, but what did you make of them? And what do you expect for Wednesday? Yeah, no. Um, one of our members, Greg, he was there as well, um, and we were we both agree that Hearts they're not really. It's hard to say with East Five. You know, it was one of those games that they were. You, you could have just had a shot and nine times out of ten it was going in the goal. You know, it, 
it was a kind of training match. They stepped it up the second half. The first half, they were kind of a bit, they should have went for it, but the second half, they really upped their ante. And the number 32 is some player, by the way, but um, I, I I don't think there's anything to worry about. You know, I'm not taking it for granted, but there's, they've also got a few class players, but overall, I, I don't know if that's going to be their team, though, for there was a couple of first teams not in. Uh, they were on the bench, so. But yeah, um, I I don't think there's anything we need to worry about based on today because they're, they're they're good in defence, but going forward, you know, they kind of they always get forward and they kind of stop and then they don't kind of try. But they did uh, up at the second half, but again, it's East Fife, so it's hard to say. But um. I wouldn't worry too much based on if, if they're playing like that. They really play that system on Wednesday. I'm not saying we're going to beat them handsomely, but I think we'll maybe a, you know one or two nil or something. Um, I think we'll beat them. I feel more confident after seeing them today than I did before today. Is all I'm saying. Graham, get off the fence. Graham, <laughs> just pick a side. Whether we're going to beat them or not. We're going to beat them. We're going to beat them. That's what I'm saying. We're going to beat them. I've no, I don't, I've no, I've no question in it. We're going to beat them. So it's not going to be a cricket score in like that. It's going to be a low score. That's what I'm saying. So what is your score prediction? Two 0 Two 0 to Rangers. Two 0 to Rangers. Alan, score prediction? I'll say five. I, I think we'll put in a good performance. You know, I, th- I think the team are, are flying high, and. As much as Hearts have added a, a, another few goal threats to their team this season, you know they have been inconsistent through the season, and I think we'll just take advantage. You know, Real Hardy will not be happy. She's been knocked off the top top of the leaderboard for goals in the league, so maybe Rio will have a point to prove and come up with two or three goals. But anybody that wants to join in with predictions can get on the Facebook page and join the predictor and have a shot themselves. Nice little plug there. Cash, score prediction for Hearts? I mean, I did my prediction already and I've already forgotten what I said. So I'm just, I think I said 3-1 to us. I, I see them scoring, but I see us scoring a couple more than them. I think, you know, Rio, I think I had a good game against them. I think she enjoys having that space to, to run about and do what she does. So it should be easy enough, but I think we will unfortunately concede. I hope I'm wrong. Is that because you think Jenna's back in goals or you just think we're too... No, Harsh. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know. I think Jenna will be back in goal, but that's not why I think we'll concede. I just think Hearts have enough to score a goal against anyone. And we have that, you know, a risk, a mistake in us for that to happen. Fair enough. I think I'll go... I'll believe in the defence and go 3-0. We're going to keep a clean sheet. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, Graham, do you want to do a score prediction for the Partick game? Uh, I um, They're quite a tough cookie to crush. The last time we played them, it was 1-0 uh, at Broadwood and it's such a frustrating night. Um, but I think we're a lot better since we played them. And I'll go... I trust the defence, so I'll go 3-0 as well. I'll go 3-0 to Rangers against Partick. Alan, score prediction for Partick. 
I reckon Partick's tails will be up with maybe a point to prove ahead in the final. So, uh, probably a tough game, but I think with Partick maybe trying to prove a point, they'll, they'll maybe come out a wee bit and we can take advantage. So, I'll say 4-1. 4 one Cash? I don't know, because I want to say something that's like 6-0, but then I don't think that will happen. I don't know, it's difficult because Partick are a good side and they do set up well and they do have the ability to score some really good goals with you know Rosie Slater and all the other players that they've just got in from Motherwell. It's difficult, but I'll say 3-0. I don't think we'll concede, but you know, I've just said that they can score, <laughs> they can score goals, so I'm contradicting myself there, but I'll say 3-0, I think we'll have a good game there. No we'll score. Well, Cats are going to score, but Partick are going to score. Okay. Um, I'll, I'm just going to stick with a three 0 three 0 for the next two games. I think. So that rounds that up. Uh, Alan, do you want to give us a wee load review roundup? See you a week. Sorry, see you a week. Trust the defence. That's the difference. No. Sorry, I trust the defence. That's all I'm saying. That's Jen. Yeah. I should trust. That's what she's not saying. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, load of you round up to save Carl's blushes. I did have a very quick uh, glance over. Of, I'm not sh- sure if uh, Lucy Edmund played in Queen's Park's defeat at Partick. Oh, I did speak to a couple of Queen's Park fans at Peters Hill before I left who, who were saying they were, they'd been impressed by what they'd seen in yeah, Lucy. So the, the loan does seem to be doing, doing well for Lucy, even though she's uh, in and out of the team. Uh, Jenna started for Partick in their win, so Megan would have been on the bench. Megan Bell was ineligible to play for Hearts, or you'd imagine she'd have filled her boots in that, in that goal, that that game. Sorry, with a few goals. Motherwell were out, so no Kayla or Laura. I believe you're on a training camp in Spain, which is lucky for them. Uh, both Mason and Becker started for Hamilton. They obviously get a bit of heavy defeat, but Becca did get Hamilton's player in the match. So encouraging to see she's come back for injury and getting more game time and Mason again starting. Seems to be a feature of Hamilton's team now. And we've got one more. So, summer started as Spartans won at home against Aberdeen. So we've been waiting and wanting Summer to get more game time online. So encouraging that she started and Spartans have seen a win. Yeah, definitely, Karen. Good to see players obviously getting minutes and then also getting player of the match awards. We know how good they are, so it's not that big a surprise, but good to see for their confidence that they're capable, even when they're up against it. Yeah, it shows everyone else what we already know, that there's players in there that just need a little bit of help to to get kind of up scratch. But, you know, we, we know how good Becca Taylor and Mason... Clark is and you know I've not seen that much of Summer Laird to be honest so I don't know that much but it's nice that she's finally getting some game time because for a while she wasn't really getting any she was just sat on the bench so it's nice that they're finally using her so that's good and obviously it's nice to hear that Queen's Park are enjoying Lucy and seem to think that there's a keeper in there that's good because we might need that in the coming season so it's good to know that the loans are working well and as Ailey you know last season they do work and they 
they do help the players. So it's good. Absolutely. Gail, would you like to give your blog a little plug? Yes, uh, the latest January review blog uh, is available now on the the links on the social media channel with the Facebook group and Twitter, isn't it? Sorry, X, X. So it's basically all our fixtures from since the winter break, since we, we, we had our three-week break back at Christmas, seems a long time ago now, since we were wearing Santa hats. Um, but I <laughs> so it covers the whole month of January. Uh, if you want a wee review or anybody's new to the team and wants to wee catch up where we're at and things like that, kind of capture uh, what's going on and things like that. But yeah, um, hopefully you enjoy it and yeah, get, get another one this month for hopefully lots of. Well, we've already started the month with Ningles, so hopefully many more to write about in the month of February. Absolutely. Alan is also a blogger now, so do you want to give your bloggery plug, Alan? Well, mine's a wee bit less uh, club-related and just blogging about going to as much football as I possibly can, but you know, if anybody follows me on Twitter at my handle here, you know, they'll, they'll see the, the links to it there. Just a, a bit, bit of reading for people like like a blog about just aimlessly wondering about new places and, you know, trying not to get lost. And all your travelling on planes and mm. automobiles and car issues. And, it's worth a read, to be honest. <laughs> Karen, <laughs> Karen, do you want to give us a wee merch update? I don't have a blog, so I'll just I'll talk about the merch. <laughs> Maybe I should start when you join the cruise. <laughs> No, uh, hats, scarves, badges, autograph books are available on the website, which the link will be in the description or somewhere. I don't know how all this stuff works. And we've just started back up on the mug game. So there's mugs available on the Facebook page. There's photos, there's numerous posts, but I put, there you go. It's a lovely Nick Stock one that we've non-copyright infringement fixed all the taking out the badge and all the stuff that we could get sued for so it put our wee badge in there so it looks all good and fresh uh yeah on the facebook page you can send me a message or reply to the thing got until tuesday for this round of mugs being ordered anything after that will take a bit longer to arrive i'm just trying to get everything ordered so it's getting here quickly so people aren't waiting ages for it they're available at 10 pound each uh, i think that's about it if you see us at games, we've normally got scarves and hats and badges with us, but anything else is usually a kind of wait for it to arrive and we'll tell you when it's ready kind of thing. Perfect. And on that note, I think we're done, really. My thanks, uh, as always, to... Uh, oh, I was doing so well. My thanks, as always, to Alan, Carr and Graham for joining me. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks for convincing me to change my shift today to come to the game and see Lisa back in score and go. You're welcome. Right, thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.